0: today we declare broke no more sick no more poverty no more lack no more i've come to claim the abundant life that jesus has set for me and to live the way that he declares father we thank you in jesus name for the word that you've given us today Father, we ask that you would speak expressly today by your Spirit, that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. We thank you that you are in this place, that you are, that you are within us We thank you for the signs and wonders and miracles that shall happen to your people and through your people. We thank you, Lord, as a result of them hearing your word and putting your word into practice. We thank you, Father, that we are moving as one body, as one body of Christ. Moving, moving in conjunction with your spirit. And as a result, we will see what you have promised unto us. We will not take the promises into the grave. We will experience them now. We will experience them now. We will receive the blessing and we will live in the blessing and we will leave a blessing behind for the next generation. We will build your kingdom. We will build your kingdom. We will build your kingdom. kingdom. Your purposes, your plans, your pursuits, your dreams will come to pass and we will live an abundant life. We will live a carefree life, free from care, free from worry, free from stress and anxiety, free from fear. We will live a heavenly life and existence now in this present time and we will leave a legacy that will shake this whole world we thank you father that we're done with low living and 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 tame giving and and sight walking we thank you father in the name of jesus that this day marks the day a beginning of days and today we declare this is war we come for our stuff we come for our stuff. We come for our stuff. We come for what belongs to us. 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 Belongs to us. This is the moment. This is the hour. This is the set season. A storm is coming. And it's our storm. And there's a thundering. And there is roaring. And it's coming. And it's coming. And it's coming. and the enemy the enemy is even now turning upon himself the enemy is even now devouring himself the enemy is even now running in terror as a body of christ rises as god arises and his enemies are scattered we declare our enemy is blinded now. We declare our enemies are blinded now. We declare that there are chariots of fire that surround us now. We declare it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And it is the violent that take it by force. It's time. It's time, no more waiting, no more waiting, no more waiting, no more waiting. It's time. And we thank you, Father, for the opportunity to speak and declare your word to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and clap your hands to the Lord like you you really believe believe that. Hallelujah, like you believe that. Hallelujah, like you believe that. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Well, as you know, we've been in a series here on Sunday mornings entitled Our First Love. Our First Love. It is time for us to reclaim the love that we once had with Christ Jesus. Our First Love. Let's go ahead and start once again in the book of Revelation, Revelation, the second chapter, Revelation 2, verses 1 through 7, verses 1 through 7, and then we'll go on here today. Again, my assignment is to usher you in, to lead you into abundance, to lead you into the life that Jesus has proclaimed that you should be living Remember, Jesus said in John 10, 10, it is the thief, the devil, the enemy uh, that comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I am come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly. I am come, Jesus is come. Now if you are indeed born of God and born again, you have received Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life and now he, the Spirit of Christ, lives on the inside of you. So Jesus has come to live on the inside of you. Jesus said, I am come that you would have life and have it more abundantly so when Jesus came to live on the inside of you he gave you the potential of living this life in abundance to the full to the excess till it overflows all you need is the one that you have on the inside of you it's the Spirit of Christ on the inside of you who empowers you to live the life that you were supposed to live it is important that you prosper not so that you would have stuff or that stuff would have you. It's important that you prosper so that you may build the kingdom of God. It is important that you prosper, that you would establish his covenant in the earth. It is important that you prosper before we even get here. It is important that you prosper. How many of you, and we've given this example before a a myriad of times, if you've heard about a new restaurant, And you go, everybody's talking about the restaurant and you go to that restaurant and you, before you go in the door, you see people coming out talking about how good the restaurant is, but you see them going behind the bushes and puking their guts out. You see them coming out, uh, clutching their stomach. Oh, it's such a good restaurant. Oh, it's such, oh, you gotta, oh, you gotta try, It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You say that your God owns everything, and you say that you are a child of the Most High, but yet and still we live weak and defeated lives. The devil is a liar, and we declare no more. It is time for you to proclaim what God has for you. Today we declare broke no more, sick no more, poverty no more. no more. I've come to claim the abundant life that Jesus has set for me and to live the way that he declares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's either it's true or it's a lie. Are you hearing? Either God is telling you the truth or you're involved in one of the biggest scams ever known to man. You have to determine that. Are you hearing? I'm telling you that it's real. Jesus is real and his promises are true. You can lean on him and you can rely on him. You can trust in him. It's time for you to declare and to claim. To claim your inheritance and stop being bullied and harassed. Stop being intimidated and stand up and make declaration. Are you hearing? Part of that is understanding God's love for you and making sure that you walk in his love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The best thing I can do is help usher you into this era. But I cannot force you to come into the era. I cannot drag you into this. You have to come willingly. Are you hearing? Again, Revelation, the second chapter. What does all have to do with Revelation and and dwelling in love? Well, you're going to see in just a few moments. Revelation 2, verses 1 through 7 says this. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labour and thy patience and, and, and how thou hast, rather how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hath not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love." Remember, where, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now, the Lord says again here that we have left our first love. And when you leave your first love, you leave the power, you leave the presence of God. And now life goes on cruise control or you go on momentum of what you once had, but you don't gain any more. You don't go any faster. You just begin to coast along in life. We're done coasting. We're done coasting. Tell your neighbor, I'm done coasting. Now again, here where he says you have left his first—you've left your first love, you've left your protos agape. Agape again here, and this is important. Agape means again affection, goodwill, love feast, love feast. Now a love feast is a celebration when some when everyone shares in the meal, a feast. You feast around what Thanksgiving. There's a spread and everybody eats. Everybody shares in. So another definition for agape is love feast. That means everybody gets to share in God's love. Everybody gets to eat. Everybody gets to enjoy him. That's what the father wants for all of us. Let us all feast in his love. Let us all get filled in his love. So that we may return that love to him and so that we may love ourselves with that love overflowing into love for other people. You understand the love that you have for you, the love that God gives you for you will overflow in your love for other people. You're going to find it difficult to love others when you don't love yourself. Now, I'm not talking about a love, a narcissistic love where you're taking a thousand selfies. Oh, I love myself every single day. Click, 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 click. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the love of God. Because that narcissistic love, once you get a pimple or something, a blotch on your face, then you'll no longer love yourself. It got real quiet in here. Are you hearing? Your self-love should not be based on you, but it should be based on the love that God has towards you. Our love for God, here again, must never be manufactured. He, We must receive his love for us. Receive his love for us. In the simplest form, we're simply returning the love he has given unto us. We're returning the love that he's given unto us. Now, I want you to understand some things here in 1 John, the fourth chapter, verse number 16. This is extremely important. 1 John, the fourth chapter, verse 16 through 21, it says this. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him we have known that is we have understood we have also experienced the love that god has toward us or the love that god has for us we have known it and we have believed it believe the word believe there means to trust in you have to get to the point where you know god's love and you believe it you know god's love or we can say and you have Uh, received his love. You've received his love. You've known it. You've understood it. You've experienced it. And now you can trust in it. Now you can believe in it. Now you can walk in it. This is going to be important because in your eyes, in your eyes, the way you view you, you will not always like you. You will commit not prophesying, but just stating the fact Chances are you will commit another sin against you sometime today or sometime this week. And when you sin, that's an opportunity for the devil to climb on your back and kick you in the guts. And try his best to keep you down, telling you that you're little or less than nothing. But if you believe, if you know and believe in God's love towards you, you will know that that sin has nothing to do with, the, uh, with how the Father thinks about you. He loves you. He loves you. That sin did not diminish or will not and will never diminish his feeling for you, his longing for you, his affection towards you. He loves you. So in those times of of heat, in those times of danger, in the times of sin, in the times of worry, you're gonna have to reflect on his love. My father loves me and if I'm going through this, he has given me the ability Uh, rather if I'm in this he's given me the ability to go through it and come out better than I was before my father loves me and because he loves me I can trust in his love and know that he will never let something come to me or happen to me that he has not first approved of and that I cannot easily defeat he loves me and I will trust and rest in the knowledge of his love are you hearing me he loves me because he loves me he'll never let anybody shortchange me because he loves me he's always my avenger say with me he is my avenger that means that in the words of the promise that God gave Abraham he said he will bless those that bless you and he will curse those that curse you God is your avenger so, you don't have to try to get anybody back because the Father loves you. He loves you. They bless you, rest assured, they're also going to be blessed. Just as if someone had blessed your child, they've done well to your child, and you are grateful. And you in turn want to bless them. Thank you for blessing. Thank you for doing it for them. You didn't have to. Thank you so much for blessing them. What can I do for you? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Is what comes out. In the name of Jesus. But if they curse your child. Yes, Lord. Those same happy feelings don't come up. Hallelujah. And you are not greater than your father. In the name of Jesus. He will bless those that bless you and he will curse those that curse you. God is your avenger. This is why Jesus told us to pray for those that offend you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. You've got to pray for them because the moment they ball their fist up against you, a bigger fist has already launched right at them. The moment they put those words in their mouth to curse at you or to do you wrong, don't you understand there's already a lightning bolt coming? The moment they get it in their head, the moment they do that, don't they, they may not realize who you really are. God is my avenger. Say that with me. God is my avenger. Hallelujah. He is on your side. He's on your side. Are you hearing me? He's with you. So we are simply returning the love that He has given to us. We're returning the love that He's given to us. God is love, and He that dwelleth in love. Remember that means to we, we to dwell in love it means that this is. That, that's your confession. That is your choice. You choose to dwell in love no matter what the opposition you choose to dwell in love. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to get you out of love so your defenses will go down as long as you stay in love. It says here, he and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God dwells in him. You dwell in love. You continue to say, I will love them no matter what they've done, no matter what they say to me. I will continue to dwell in love. And you stay in love, and God is in you. And let me tell you, if they launch something against you again, it has to strike the Father first. Are you understanding? Because you chose, and listen, you're choosing to be vulnerable. You're choosing to depend upon him. You're choosing to be a sheep in his pasture, and he is the shepherd. But the moment you take up a rock and go and throw it at him and try to defend yourself against that, the moment you try to uh, bring fire for fire, all you're going to do is create a bigger fire, and you will have lost your relation with him. The enemy says, I got you now. You're acting with my character, so I've got you but as long as you act with the character and nature of God, you are invincible. You are you understanding? Now, look at this. I want you to see this, too. Also, in Ephesians, Ephesians three nineteen. Again, we have to know and believe the love that God hath toward us. We have to know and believe the love that God hath to us. You have to know and believe it. Ephesians three nineteen says this. And we, this is the thing that the Lord has told us to pray and to know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Knowing his love and experiencing his love gets you filled with all the fullness of God. You mean to tell me that someone that is filled with all the fullness of God can be defeated? No way in this. It it, it can't happen. He's trying to fill you with all that he is. And that all surrounds his love for you and you receiving his love for you, not allowing the enemy to get you in some sort of chokehold. Oh, God can't love me because I did this. God can't love me because I did this or because I didn't do that. He can't. No, no. Receiving his great love for you. Again, they lost their first love and I pray that you will not leave your first love. They left, and I pray that you will not leave the first love. Now let's go back again to 1 John 4. Let's look at verse 19 through 21. Are y'all stay with me today? The Bible says here, reaffirming what we've been just saying, verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. So now we're going to get into something today. Very briefly, we're going to get into something today of another reason how you can leave your first love and not even know it. So we're entering into an examination time, and I really need you to hear. He says, we love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God. Anybody saying here, I love God? Yeah. If a man say, I love God, and what? Hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Let's break down some words here. So they say, God, Jesus told his church, you have left your first love. Here we see if a man say he loves God, he loves Christ, but hates his brother, his love is false. Can you see that? He is a liar. If he hates. Now the word hate means to detest. Means to dislike intensely. I don't like you. I don't I don't even like to hear your voice. You get on my nerves. I don't even want to see you. I don't even want to see you on my phone. I don't don't even want to think about you. You get on my last nerve. If that person says, I love Jesus. He's my first love. I love Jesus. But you detest you intensely dislike your brother. Your brother here is fellow believer. Your fellow believer. If you detest them, intensely dislike them, Jesus says, you are a liar. Now that's strong language. Liar here means simply a false and faithless man false and faithless you are without faith that's what that says if you say you love God but you detest her you detest him these him and her that are your fellow believers in Christ as far as you know it We're not called to examine a man's heart, whether they're in the faith or out the faith. But as far as you know it, they are your fellow believers and you detest them. God said simply, you are faithless. You are a liar. That is, you are faithless. Now, he has said faithless. Someone that is without faith. He has said false and faithful. Faithless. Now, if you are faithless without faith, if God has accounted you faithless, then how then no wonder your prayers aren't being answered. How are you going to weather any type of storm? If there's no faith. Why did he say faithless? Because if you were in the faith of God, if you are receiving the Lord's love by faith, then you would have the faith that you need to love the one that's an egghead, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. to love the unlovable. Yes, Lord. But because you don't love the unlovable, you are without faith. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, if we say now, you again, here's, here's a time for self-evaluation. If you say, I love God, I love Christ, but you can't stand me, you can't stand him, you can't stand her, you detest them. The Bible says you are lying. Amen. This person is self-deceived. Yeah. They think they're okay, but they're actually not. They are without faith, faithless. They are false and faithless examine your heart well how can i fix that you're going to have to release forgiveness toward them and you ask and you begin to pray for that individual asking the lord to bless them asking the lord asking the lord to honor them receiving god's love in your heart toward them saying father give me your love for rutabaga (laughs) give me your love for silly sam give me your love for silly willie he get on my nerves lord and i can't stand it when he wears them shoes He get on my nerves lord i told him but he won't leave me alone Lord, show me your love for Silly Sam. I receive your love for him. I release him. Lord, help him to pick out his shoes better. I pray for him that he'll have a better fashion sense. Lord, help him to go down to fifth and, and buy the. Uh, Lord, help that man. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? If you don't, you are faithless. You are defenseless. If you have no faith, you are defenseless. So you have allowed your relation with someone else to influence your relationship with God. The way of the cross is twofold. Toward God and toward your fellow man. And it really does matter. And this is the reason that we have not, one of the reasons that we have not been ushered in to abundance On a permanent level, or reasons that we've seen a little bit here and there, you felt God blessing you here, but then not there. Here, but not there. It's very sporadic. It's very sporadic here and there, and it's not continuous. Check up on how you think about your fellow believer. The Bible says, if a man say, I love God and hateth his and is his brother, his fellow believer, he is a liar. He is false. He is faithless. For he that loveth not his brother. Now the word loveth there is the word agapao, agapao. Remember agape, we said that when the Lord said you've left your, left your first love, that's agape. This is agapao. Agapao means to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly. So if we say, he that does not love dearly his brother or his fellow believer, whom he has seen, how can he agapao or love dearly, how can he love dearly God whom he have not seen? Listen, Strong question. When you gave your life to Jesus, Jesus moved inside, correct? And you took on his character and his nature. You look like your daddy. So how can you say that you love your daddy when you don't love the one that looks like your daddy? How can you say you love your daddy, but you hate the one that looks just like him? It's not possible. It's not possible to curse the image of God. And then bless God. It's not going to happen. Now that same fault is echoed in human marriage. Remember, because one of the purposes for marriage is to give us a reflection between Christ and the church. Now I want you to see this. This principle is found in marriage. Let's go to 1 Peter 3 and verse 7. 1 Peter 3 in verse number 7. Now, this is to all our married people. Those of you that will be married, you shouldn't keep this in mind. So right now, I'm not talking to all the single ladies. not talking to them right now. <laughs> I'm talking to those of you that are married in particular. Those of you who would be married, please listen to these verses. Because the same fault, the same principle applies in marriage. Listen to what it says. It says, likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. Who is it? them? That's your wife. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Why? That your prayers be not hindered. The word hindered there means to cut out to cut off so this tells me husbands if you're not dwelling with your wife in accordance to knowledge if you're not honoring them your prayers are cut off god said oh you going to me again oh i cut you off you got to get that right well oh, i don't what I, I can't hear you what talk loud uh, go get that right first Then come back, talk to me. The same, can you see the same flow here? How you treat each other can interrupt your relationship with him, your love for him. Are you hearing? He said, if you, how can you love God but hate your brother? How can that be possible? It cannot be possible. It matters how you treat each other. So in leaving the first love, how have we left the first love? A part of leaving the first love is we have stopped relating to each other as we should. Are you hearing? Look at 1 Peter as we begin to close. Look at 1 Peter 3, verse 7 of the Amplified Bible here. This is how it reads. I want you to see this. That's 1 Peter 3, verse 7. It says, in the same way. You married men should live considerately with your wives with an intelligent recognition of the marriage relation, honoring the woman as physically the weaker, but realizing that you are joint heirs of the grace, God's unmerited favor of life. In order that your prayers may not be hindered and cut off. Otherwise, you cannot pray effectively. You cannot pray effectively. So, if we are at home and we've been we've not been communicated husbands and wives if you've not been communicating for quite a while and there is this murmur this low murmur and husbands you know you're not honoring her and and this low murmur is there within the house and you're still praying god give me breakthrough cut off god says get this right first and then i'll hear you in other words you can't just walk all over her and think that God is going to hear your prayers. That's the marriage covenant. I don't like that. Here's a two-letter word for you. So? Can't take it out the book. It is what it is. It matters the way you deal with other people. If you treat people like trash and like garbage, whether in the home or out the home, it will affect your relationship with Christ. Thank you, Lord. Let me give you an action plan and then we're going to close out. There are four things, an action plan. So to mishandle your relationships can disrupt your love relationship with Christ. This is what you should do. There are four things that you should do. Here's your action plan. There are four things that you should do. Again, we're praying for breakthrough. Right? We're praying for healing, right? We're praying for deliverance, right? We're praying for the wealth, right? We're praying for the blessings of God. This is not the time that your prayers need to be hindered or that they need to be cut off. If you're trying to put out a fire, if you're a fireman and you're trying to put out a fire, you don't need somebody who's going to knot up the hose. Are you hearing four things we should do? One husbands, ask your wife, do you feel I am honoring you effectively? You feel I'm honoring you? I asked my wife that. Honey, do you feel like I'm honoring you effectively? Yeah. Yeah. She's saying that because she knows I'll pay her later. Later. <laughs> no, she knows she has all my money. I paid her rent. <laughs> and she doesn't want me to cook her dinner but she wants me to take her out to dinner, too. (laughs) Anyway. So husbands, ask your wife, when we close out service, if she's here, do you feel I am honoring you effectively? If not, let's talk. Why? So my prayers cannot be hindered. I can't have this. Secondly, for everybody, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal those who have offended you because you can be offended and your mind has forgotten it. You put it out of your mind, but your heart still remembers. Amen. Amen. You've got to ask the Holy spirit, Holy spirit. Has somebody offended me? Am I offended with somebody else? Am I carrying somebody? Am I carrying their offense? You got to ask him for that. Are you hearing me? Amen. Three, forgive yourself and forgive others forgive them too you got to forgive yourself and others too not just other people you got to forgive yourself too because you could be holding you in bondage and in captivity you got to forgive yourself and you got to forgive them too you got to forgive yourself and you got to forgive them too you got to forgive yourself and you got to forgive them too that was your second song of the day. (laughs) Please tell your neighbor that. You've got to forgive yourself. yourself. And you've got to forgive them too. You don't have a choice. If you want to walk in abundance, if you want to have the life that Christ has called you to have, you don't have a choice. And, And fourth, continue to receive the love God Continue to receive the love of God in daily prayer and meditation. Amen. We'll go on more next week. I want to show you another reason why we have fallen out or why we can't fall out of love with Christ. You have to continue to receive love of God. That is, while you're in prayer, just raise your hands. While you're sitting, that is, you got to make time. I know you're busy people. I know you're busy people. I know you got a lot going on. I know it. I know you got a lot going on. I know you do. Make time early in the morning. First thing before you start it, before you start your day, before you get so busy that you because once you start your day, you're gone. Isn't that right? You mother's got a busy job. You father's busy job. You got a lot going on. Before you start your day, sit there if you have to and just say, Father, I receive your love. Pour your love out into me, I receive it. I receive your love. It's like you're standing right there in the sunshine outside, receiving the warm rays of the sun. You say, I don't feel anything. Don't worry about feeling right now. Just just say and stay in his presence. The rest will come. Are you hearing? Get in this sun, get in the sunlight. Get in the sunlight, the S O N. Get in the sunlight. And receive his love. And then you're filled with his love. You can love him. You feel yourself loving God more. Loving him more. And you feel yourself loving others more. But you can't do it if you're not filled yourself. If you, if you haven't received it from him. So we'll give you more on next week. And more indicators on next week. The Lord willing. So be back with us. But again, this week, you're going to have to live in abundance. Get these things right in your life. Get these things right. Get with the Holy Spirit. For those of you that have an ear to hear, those who have an ear to hear in this room right now and also in our online community, those who have an ear to hear, take those things into practice. Do them. Do them. Once you get the holes unknotted, blessings begin to flow. But things can be held up in your life because of how we have treated others or because of how we have felt about the way they have treated us. Are you hearing? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this moment that you've given us to gather around your word. And and Holy Spirit, I pray for those that are in this room and for our online community that is watching and listening right now. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would reveal to all of us those who have offended us. Lord, show us those things. There are some things on the surface that we already know about. We already know about some people that we just intensely just don't like, that we detest. Lord, we ask you to help us clean that up and get that away from us. And Lord, there's stuff deeper down inside that we don't even realize. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just walk us through that through that healing process, through that forgiving process. Because, Lord, we don't want our love for you to be blocked up in any way. We don't want to leave you in any way. We want to love you to the fullest. We want to receive your love. Let there be no blocks and no hindrances. So, Father, I pray that great awakening among your people, even this week. Father, I pray that as they get up early in the morning or throughout the day, that your presence will be so richly upon them that they won't be able to deny, they can't deny that you are there and that you love them. Thank you, Father. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. with you? Hallelujah.